On this episode, I go into how I went into the detail and created the service that Attica delivers. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Arv's Notes. My name is Arvin and this is my personal vlog and podcast. So a quick update to all the viewers. Um, big milestone for me with Attica. I've moved it out of my apartment, which is where I'm filming this today. Uh, and as of today, which because I'm recording this on Monday, uh, have moved into WeWork's co-working space at 401 Collins Street in Melbourne. So if you are around the city, if you work in the city, if you're just dropping in, definitely give me a buzz, shoot me a DM on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd love to catch up over a coffee. Um, and great to have discussions with people around what I'm doing, what you guys are doing. Um, just really enjoy the networking part of business. So on this episode, I'm going to really go into how I came up with the detail behind the service that is Attica's business technology advisory subscription. That was, that was a lot of words. If you've, if you've watched episode three and four, you would have seen that how I came up with or how I identified the problem in the market that Attica set out to solve. Uh, episode four goes into how I came up with the solution being the Netflix of advisory. But at the end of the day, that was a very, very high level concept as to how I was gonna deliver the service, this advisory service for those looking for that technology advisory skill set. But it didn't go into the actual detail behind it. And so uh, on this podcast today, I'm gonna to go into how I went about thinking about it. To preface everything I'm going to say, um, just a reminder, if you haven't seen, I can't remember what episode number it was, but I went into my way of thinking, and that is, it's very much going to be very analytical, and the second piece is going to be very creative. I tend to not look at the emotional side of things, I tend to not look at the process side of things, and so while this approach may not work for everybody, um, this, I hope, gives you a perspective or a different viewpoint as to how you may in the future look to solve challenges as well. When I sat down with this concept of the Netflix of advisory, there were some key things that I needed to cement in my mind to start framing how I go about problem solving. And that is, what are the non-negotiables? What are the elements that are pretty much those critical enablers that I could not sacrifice on as I went through this problem solving process? When I looked at the challenge in the market, I knew that one of the key pieces to this was that flexibility, the ready access, and the fixed monthly cost, and the cancel any time. It was a model that instinctively, or because I've just heard so many people talk about it, I knew was going to be the future of how these kind of services were delivered. And so in my mind, those were non-negotiables. So I had to create and stick to the model of cancel any time and a fixed monthly cost with unlimited access uh, and limited consumption. Uh, so for me, uh, the second element to that is the fixed monthly cost. One of the key challenges that I identified was that there was a huge barrier of entry uh, from a commercial perspective on these services. You know, these consultants were charging in excess of $2,000 per day uh, for consulting skill sets, or if you're going to look to hire an employee full-time, you're looking at $180,000 plus 
for a wage to attract someone of decent caliber. And realistically, for the skill set that was on offer here, you're probably looking closer to about $220,000, $250,000 per annum. And so I knew that this was a huge, huge issue. Now, I set myself an aggressive target here. I said, well, if I was to consume it, what would be a cost to me uh, if I were a small, medium enterprise owner that I would look at and saying, that's almost a no-brainer, I'm going to take on the service. And the figure that I came up with, and this is where it's a bit more instinctive rather than just the numbers alone, uh, was an employee on minimum wage. Because when you start to think about an employee minimum wage, they probably don't come with these kind of skill sets, right? They're probably um, a basic, very generic skill set they bring to the table. And while I mean no disrespect to anyone that is on minimum wage, stuff like um, an assistant, stuff like um, a, a basic sort of service worker, you know, an employer hiring for that skill set, if they were to get now everything that almost a chief technology officer would get, that would be a no-brainer to me. And so uh, the figure that I landed around was $42,000 per annum if you were to consume the skill set over an entire year. Now, for those of you thinking that's actually higher than the minimum wage in Australia, uh, the number was actually stemmed from adding on top of the wage stuff like super, stuff like um, all the loadings on top of an employee, like the cost of equipment, the cost of their desk, uh, the cost of sick leave, the cost of annual leave, you know, you could roughly equate it to about 42000 or 3005 per month. And so for me, I wanted to start with that as a solid uh, non-negotiable as well, so that as I went through the process, I had to really be creative as to how I delivered the service to meet that price point. So having set that foundation, now it was all about, okay, how do I deliver it? My mind instantly then darted to, well, where's the most effort spent on consulting? You know, where's all that effort being chewed up that's really eating into a lot of that time and therefore money? And instantly it was documentation. You know, I talked to this in a previous episode. Um, you know, documentation, most people don't read the detail. Most people don't read it at all. Uh, what they do is they go straight to the end of the document, look at the recommendations, and then choose from one of the recommendations what they want to do. Because realistically as well with larger with larger uh, consulting projects, you probably get that consultant to come in and do a quick presentation uh, just to hear it from their mouth and not even worry about the documentation. So instantly I realized, well, there's a huge overhead. Um, and having done consulting projects in the past, the documentation element of it was easily 60 to 70% of the time. You know, there were many times where I knew that from what I'd experienced in market, what I'd heard from conferences, whatever it might be, I knew I came up with the solution to the problem that I was being consulted, I was brought in to solve, uh, you know, within the first 20% of the time of the project. The rest of it was then going into Google to work out all the supporting elements, the documentation, the um, uh, the facts, the figures to back up my claims. Uh, and then, of course, then writing it, reviewing it, and making sure it was articulated correctly. So I knew that documentation was the big Achilles heel for so many consulting projects. 
Um, and so I was like, how do I deliver this service without having to do the documentation yet deliver the same outcome? So that was the first revelation. The second piece that came up during this thought process was um, another big flaw in the consulting model when looking from the customer's perspective. And that was the consultant does all the work. Now, you may be listening to this right now and saying, well, is that really a flaw? And then from my perspective, I look at it as um, from a skills perspective, right? We're talking about right now, a hot topic is the skills demands, the skills deficits deficits in, in our market. And, and they're huge, right? In-demand skill sets like cybersecurity, like uh, AI, like big data and analytics. You know, these fields are now suffering from a skills shortage. And if consultants hold on to that skill set by doing all the work themselves, it's i.e., I get the job scope, here's your outcome, and all that middle part, all the meat and potatoes of the problem solving, the skills application, the writing of the reports, to then coming up with the conclusion is effectively locked within that consultant's ecosystem. Your organization actually is locked out of that skill set through that process. And so the sustainability element of, you know, always having to have consultants come in uh, was called into question at that point. And I said, well, what if we could enable my customers' people, my customers' employees to do the work themselves? You know, when you think about documentation, you think about using Google as a research tool. Um, you know, pretty much anyone can do that. Everyone knows how to go to Google and type in digital disruption white paper or uh if the topic was smart classrooms, you could literally type into Google, smart classrooms, white paper, del- new delivery of education, educational technologies, and you'd find all the data you would need to justify whatever it is you were doing. Google is the best resource. Um, and as a consultant myself, I used to use Google all the time uh, to find the facts and the figures uh, to justify my con- my consulting projects. And so, what if I could just enable uh, the employees of my customer uh, to do the work themselves? You know, give them that extra 20 or 30% guidance to get them going, where they don't have necessarily a technology skill set um, or they don't have that critical thinking piece. What if I could just give them the helping hand? Um, and then I realized, well, that would mean that their employees through the process of doing the work would be also upskilling themselves and that at a point in time, they would be almost self-sufficient to be able to do that work themselves, which meant that, uh, as time went on, as the subscription was consumed, uh, they would become more and more effective, meaning it's actually a better outcome, uh, for their employer, uh, overall. So this is a massive win-win. So then that's how I came up with the service itself. I realized that all I had to do was be able to advise my customers as to what they should be doing, to be able to review what they were doing to make sure they were on the right track and have them deliver it themselves rather than going out to the market and spending huge amounts of money on documentation that they don't actually need. It's a win-win on both sides, a win for me on how I deliver the service and a win for the customer on ensuring that people were upskilled and kept up to date.
And so um, that was effectively how I went through that problem solving process. And so when it came to distilling that into uh, the modules, which you can see on the website at attica.co, um, it was really five modules. Uh, one was a business technology assessment, and that was purely to baseline the organization. So one, I would have a greater understanding as to who they are. Two, they would actually have a current state um, perspective on where they were from a third party independent. Uh, part two of it was day-to-day uh, -day support. And that was the ability for every single person within that customer's organization to pick up the phone, give me a call, to shoot me an email, send me a text, do a video call with me, whether it be FaceTime, Google Hangouts, whatever the communication medium might be, to ask the questions and get the answers they need to execute on their jobs where it came to understanding technology. So that was the day-to-day -day support module. Then I kind of split that as well into an executive uh, advisory sort of module as well. And that was purely on to allow for board members and executives to leverage the skill set to help them plan, you know, one, three, five years out, understand technology strategy, um, but as well arm them with the knowledge they need to make more effective decisions from an executive's perspective. Then there was the monthly newsletters, which was keeping them abreast or updated on technology's impact on business and what was happening in that month. Granted, you could probably see this on multiple websites. So really, this is just aggregating all the news and making it much easier for them to consume. Uh, then we had the white paper series. And this is where I go into and create papers that look at technology's impact on business. So whether it be digital identity, whether it be cloud, whether it be various um, SaaS products, whether it be automation, AI, big data and analytics, um, over the uh, lifetime of the subscription, they would get access to a number of white papers to get into a bit more detail that they can consume as and when they needed to, where they didn't need to engage me directly. Uh, and then it was to ensure that, you know, the subscription was delivering value to them. And the way that I do that is by doing a six monthly review um, so every six months that you stay on the subscription, we come in and we do a review against the baseline that we had at the very start of the engagement being the technology assessment. And that effectively created the subscription. Now that was a lot to digest, especially when you're talking into a camera or listening onto a podcast. And so I'll probably draw this up on one of the whiteboards, which I know you can't see, but it's over there. Uh, I'll take a photo of it and I'll post it in the next day or so. So you can kind of see how these modules came out kind of the thought process, the flow in which um, you've listened to this on the podcast today, but uh, you can then see visually represented uh, uh, in a couple of days time. And so that was the way that I approached the problem. That's the way I came up with the solution. That's about it for today's episode. It's a pretty long episode. I'm looking at the time now. Um, again, if any of you have any questions or you want more detail on a certain element of what I've been talking to or, you know, you've got a, com a completely different question left to feel that I haven't covered yet, please reach out, DM me, comment in the comment section below, uh, whether this is on YouTube or on the podcast or even reach out to me on LinkedIn. Now, I really want to tackle a lot of the questions that you have for me, uh, bring you a bit of value and... Uh, for me, it gives me a bit of insight as to what people are, are really interested in. And so it'll help me in the future 
um, guide not only Attica, but this podcast because it is a bit of a pet project of mine. So again, thank you so much for dropping in and can't wait to see you guys next time.